0: Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have the amazing Tim Zhang here, and we are going to talk today about how to drive targeted buyers to your website. Before we get started, Tim, I would love to hear a little bit about you and how in the world you got into the online space and how you got into helping people to drive traffic.
1: Oh boy, that's a good question. Right off the bat, starting off strong. Let's Loaded question. Yeah. Let's go. Years ago. So I used to be an actor for the most of my life. I started doing acting when I was still in high school, got myself an agent, went to acting school, yada, yada, yada. I was 19. I started booking acting jobs. i was like, oh, I want to be an actor forever. That's great. And then I mid- reached my mid 20s. So I had the quarter life crisis. I'm just like, do I really want to just do this forever. Cause I, when you're an actor, it's yes, you're working on shows and stuff like that, but it's not as consistent. You may book a couple of gigs a year and you're still like waiting tables and doing all this other stuff. I know I can do more with my life. I know I was smart enough to do more, but I have no experience in anything else. So without any experience and knowledge in anything, what do you do? You become a realtor. Yay. (laughs) And so I became a realtor. It took me, it took me a little while to get my real estate license, like about half a year where it's just grinded down started getting into real estate. And my first year in real estate was so difficult because I got into real estate being young and an artist. Most people that get into real estate in their 30s, 40s, whatever, they have like a network, people that are looking to buy homes, people that are moving. I had no one in my circle was looking to buy a house. And I live in Vancouver, which is a very expensive city. And all of my friends are young, broke artists. So what the, what the fuck do I do? Uh, I started just going online and learning and just trying to just learn as much as I can from content, following other people, following coaches and seeing stuff and what they're doing. And you reach a point where it's, man, you like something has to change or else you're either going to stop and be a loser and be like, I failed as a realtor, or you're going to have to push yourself to the next level. And that's when I found my first coach, my first online coach. And I spent like hours and hours just watching his videos on YouTube. He has a huge social media channel and social media following, which is super valuable content, and I followed all his stuff and it's was okay, he's promoting like a program that he has. It's like his high ticket closing sales program. Okay. I've got my shit together and I joined the program and it was life-changing. And anybody who has never invested in a coach before or bought any programs for me, it's, I don't know if I want to work with you because you have, there's so much limiting beliefs to break. And literally the first two weeks of that program was just breaking false beliefs about money, about, about business, about everything. And that just completely changed my life. And having learned sales and closing and mindset and all this other stuff, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Real estate is not that interesting anymore. <laughs> Because when I first got into real estate and started reading real estate books and being a realtor, like you first get your license, yeah, gung-ho, I'm going to build like a a kick-ass team, I'm going to be a millionaire, just selling houses left and right. And then once I got into the online space and see how he was doing his business and learning about marketing and copywriting, how to get leads and stuff like that, and okay, this is way more interesting. But I stuck around real estate for a couple more years just because I got a license and that was like still my first year. I didn't want to just throw that away. And so I kept real estate, but knew that I wasn't going to be around forever. So short story long, after three years, I left, started my own marketing agency. And then that, that had a lot of like education for me as well. I learned a lot during that time. And about a year after I started, my dad passed away. It was very sudden. It was very unexpected. And yeah, he wasn't sick. It was just a heart attack. And that kind of just got me to reset and figure out my life and be like, yep, I'm just going to just going to coast and do nothing and figure out my life. And now here we are again. My after at first, I thought I was done with the entrepreneurial thing. But like after a while, it's like you start to get itchy and you don't want to stop. And you have all these ideas for new offers, new things you can create, new things you can sell. And yeah, and just.
0: Now I'm back. Awesome. Welcome back, by the way, to the entrepreneurial space. And I feel like once you get that itch or once you have scratched that itch once, right? Like the entrepreneurial itch, it never goes away. Like it, like you said, like you're never gonna stop having ideas. You're never gonna have you're never gonna stop wanting to work for yourself and not work for other people. Yeah. At least for me.
1: It's especially if you know how, once it clicks in for you, once you understand the process of creating offers, uh, generating customers, building lists, and all this like business marketing stuff, and it's okay, you know how to do it. Why would you stop? You get to a point and you get it and it's easy. So you just have to take action.
0: I love it. So for everybody listening, the thing that you're going to do after this episode is take action. So what you're going to learn, you're going to go and you're going to take action. So tell us about how to drive targeted buyers to your website.
1: Yes, that's the, That's a hook, isn't it? Anybody who doesn't understand traffic is, okay, how do I get the people that want to buy to me? And the <clears throat> it, it does depend on what you're selling, but the concept that I want to teach our listeners today, this concept, once you grasp this concept, you will never have to worry about okay how do i get traffic because this concept is just it's if you already understand this ah oh, i get it that thing you just have to go implement it because if you're not if you, if this isn't making you a ton of money you're just not implementing it properly and if you haven't underheard this before this is going to change your life i promise you bear with me the on the internet and in and in real life it doesn't matter but i'm only talking about internet there's only three forms of traffic that is it three forms of traffic that you borrow traffic that you buy or slash rent, traffic that you pay money for. Or there's the traffic that you own. That's it. Traffic you borrow, you rent or buy, and traffic that you own. That is, that is it. The and let me break this down for you. So if you are new to the internet marketing game, I can translate this into into stuff that you already understand. So let's say you're promoting a movie, let's say I'm Tom Cruise, right? And I'm coming out with a movie. And, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh, the new Mission Impossible, which is great. I'm promoting it. What do I do? I work. I borrow other people's audience. I go on, let's say, Jimmy Kimmel. I go on Entertainment Weekly. I go on. These people already have where your dream audience is. These people like entertainment. These people are already movie buyers. They're already out there. They're congregated viewing, let's say, Jimmy Kimmel. And so what do I do? I just go into Jimmy Kimmel's audience. I borrow his audience and I give value to his audience. So, hey, I'm going to be, I love to be a guest on your show. Talk about the movie, talk about stuff, you insane stunts that I've done. And everybody's watching Jimmy Kimmel. It's, oh, hey, I'm going to go check out Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One in theaters and watch Tom Cruise try to kill himself to entertain the rest of us. And that is literally Tom Cruise borrowing traffic to get people into theaters. Now, a way that you can how can you leverage this in your day-to-day business? The people already, people where your dream audience is, your dream buyers, they're already existing somewhere. They are either on the internet or in real life, right? If everybody goes to your coffee shop every single morning, talk to the coffee shop owners like, hey, can we put, you could do a collaboration and put a sign here right at your front thing saying, hey, if you use a discount code, Coffee coffeebean25, get a prompt, get 25% off of buying my thing. That's it. That's you boring traffic in day-to-day life. Now, on the internet space, which is so much easier, there's a lot more potential, right? We do collaborations. We do joint ventures. We do JVs, right? So where on the internet are your dream buyers already congregating, right? Working your way in means adding value, not paying money for it. So what does that mean? So on Twitter, you are building a Twitter audience, right? You're adding value to that network, right? And so you are, uh, you're creating high-quality content and interacting with people, talking to people that has your dream audience and like making comments, making engagements. And then they'll eventually they'll start following you. And then oh, all of a sudden they're following your Twitter account. It's the same thing for no matter what type of social media account that you're on. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you are, you are working your way into other people's groups, right? Like local mom groups, right? Let's say if you're selling, let's say, a coaching program for educating moms how to take care of their, you're selling a book about moms taking care of their kids, right? Local mom groups, add value, right? And start networking with the moms out there. Maybe do a collaboration with a group lead to do like a Facebook Live or something like that, where they already have an audience, right? And you could get into podcasts, get into Amanda's podcast and have all of their entrepreneurs listening to you and be like, oh, all of a sudden you now have an audience that you can tap your message into. So that's borrowing traffic. Now, this is another example. People, a lot of people, I think, don't understand this. SEO is just borrowing traffic. SEO is you're borrowing Google's, you're borrowing traffic from Google, Google's keywords that they're already, people are already searching for, and you're just going in there, working your way up. Now, paid traffic. Paid traffic is when you rent or borrow, or when you rent or buy other people's traffic. So instead of going into, let's say, Jimmy Kimmel and like getting on the show, you are doing influencer collaborations, right? So instead of me coming in here and saying to Amanda, hey, I'd love to give your audience some content and stuff that they really find valuable, I can just come to Amanda and be like, hey, I'd like to pay for a sponsorship spot on your podcast, right? How much is it for just a quick shout out on your podcast, right? Oh, let's say 30, 40 bucks, depending on how big their audience is. Great. So instead of me being here, all I have to do is just pay the money to Amanda, and then she can have another guest. And she'll say, oh, by the way, this pod episode is sponsored by Tim, whatever the stuff that he's doing. So you're basically, it's having money is a faster way to tap into other people's audiences. It's a faster way of getting into somebody else's traffic that they're already, that your dream audience, your dream buyer is already, remember this, you're not creating buyers out of thin air. Your buyers are already at some place. You're just trying to get in. So even if you're doing, let's say if you are selling. I don't know, local farm goods. Right. And you want to set up a booth at this event at uh, this event center. You are paying for that boost. You are paying your way into that traffic source. Let's say if you want to open a store in downtown and on the main street in downtown, that rent for you to be there is going to be a lot more expensive than if you were open one in your garage in bumfuck nowhere. Pardon me. But. And that rent that you're paying is you're paying that rent to be a part of that traffic source, that foot traffic. And on the internet, it's just Facebook traffic, getting into Instagram traffic and getting into Snapchat. Threads is a new thing that everybody's hyping about. And how to get your banner ads, display ads, and all these other type of places. You're just getting, you're paying your way into a traffic source that already exists. And the last thing is the traffic that you own. This is the most Powerful bit of traffic that you can get because none of it matters if you cannot convert it into traffic that you own. So a lot of people can say, "Hey, come onto my website. I'm doing a show. If I'm not capturing, if I'm not capturing the audience that is coming into my into my traffic source, I have nothing. If I have a pizza shop, I have a pizza shop and be like, "Oh, come in, try Luigi's pizza." And then you come in, "Oh, hey, get a. If you put it, give me your email, and then uh, give me your email." And I'll give you a 15% off your next order or something like that is now traffic that you own. Because with an email, you can actually build your list and you can retarget that list for a lot cheaper money. Right now, if you go on, let's say you go on a a shoe site, right? You opt in and they say, hey, give us your email and we'll give you a 10% off coupon for buying your first pair of shoes at the shoe store. And then because they have your email now, they can A. Whenever they feel like they have a list of 15, 20, 100,000 people, they'll just send it out an email. Hey, we're doing a Father's Day promo. Buy one, get one free, check it out. Right? That's, you didn't have to pay for that. You didn't, that's sending out an email you didn't really have to pay for. It wasn't an ad. It wasn't, you didn't have to go in somebody else's audience. Right? You just got it. You just sent it.
0: It's already people that you know are interested in your product, right?
1: Yes. These are already. These people are already interested in your product. So building your own traffic, source traffic that you own is so important. If you're not building an email list, what are you doing, man? Like marketing, internet marketing business 101. To give you more of a highlight of why that is important, look at when Meta bought or Facebook at the time it was known. Facebook bought Instagram for however many billions of dollars. They didn't buy Instagram because they didn't know how to make an Instagram. Making an Instagram is easy. They did it because of the user base that was already so powerful, that was already on Instagram. And all Facebook had to do was buy that list, buy the traffic that they owned, the users that signed up, and they tapped it into their and they connected into their Facebook. And so now all of a sudden, Facebook users grew exponentially because a lot of people on Instagram, you're now in the ecosystem of Facebook. So fuck you, Facebook account. That's
0: you already did. You didn't know it.
1: You didn't know it. That's right. Yeah. And right. And now they're making threads because they're tapping into an audience that is already on Twitter. Like people already use Twitter, but they're not going to go buy Twitter because Elon is crazy and they don't want to spend the money. And they know that there's an audience of Twitter users that want to leave Twitter. They just don't have anywhere to go. Where are you going to go to Macedon or like Truth Social? Right. Like they want people still want that. So that's why threads is is popping up but we're going off topic here creating your own traffic source is super important so that that really sums up traffic that you borrow traffic that you buy and slash rent and traffic that you own because no matter what new thing that's going to come oh clubhouse is here oh remember clubhouse that was a thing
0: yeah that was a big thing
1: yeah that for was that was six months yeah for around that time and now I he's think. talking Yeah, who's talking about it now? I turned off
0: all my clubhouse notifications because they were just annoying me. I was like, I don't have time to listen to this. Please stop. I'm not, I don't care
1: if you're starting a room.
0: I I just don't have time.
1: If you're at, if you're already at seven figures, if your business is at seven figures a year, you need to be building a team and tapping into and be omnipresent and tapping into every uh, social media source. But if you're just starting out, if you're less than seven figures, get one, get focus on one traffic source and get into six figures. And once you're at six figures, you can work on your second one and start automating your first one.
0: I love that advice. And you're talking about like only working on LinkedIn, for example, or only working on Twitter or wherever your ideal audience is. You're only going to focus on that one, right?
1: Correct. Only just, yeah, you're either borrowing or you're buying that one traffic source. Because if Mm -hmm. you're if a lot of people are like, oh, should I be on Instagram? Should I be on like just Well, where's your audience. Because for me, if I was targeting more B2B clients, I would be on LinkedIn, but right. I'm more B2C coaches. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm just on I'm all in on Facebook, meta ads, Facebook groups. And yep, not even on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just switched really to just doing LinkedIn because. I was so tired of figuring out like a post for this and post for that and post for this. And it literally, social media really doesn't get you very much traffic. When you look at your analytics, your percentages of traffic that comes from social media is usually the least, depending on what you're doing and how you're doing it. But when you look at using all of them at once, like you said, it's just not not effective for someone that's not in that six-figure level and they can't hire a team. I love that idea of just doing one at a time.
1: Yeah. it's Again, I think it's just uh, having having coaching, having a blueprint, having guidance from people. And this is all stuff that I've learned from guidance and people is having that is so important because a good example is, oh, I'm starting a business. Therefore, I need a website, but it depends on your business, right? There's just a lot of, I think, natural inklings that people end up falling in. They assume that's the right way to go. They just assume that's, oh, I should I better have a social media page. I better be on Twitter and like Instagram and all of these things. No, that's not the case.
0: I have a client where I just went through their analytics with them the other day and they got two sales from social media last year and they got 184 from organic search, right? From SEO. Yeah. And I'm like, Really, you don't really need to do social anymore. Just focus on other things. Like you can reallocate that person to be doing something else other than posting on social because it's just costing you money. It's not making you money.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that part is more into just making data driven decisions. Like everything in business, it should be based on data and not how, you, oh, I think it'll be like this. No, go test and look at results and measure.
0: Exactly. And if you're not measuring, you have to. It's just an absolute necessity.
1: If you're so. not if you're not measuring, your business is going to fail. And that sucks. You live and learn. Right? Right. I'm OK with businesses failing. Businesses are not people. And if businesses die out, it just means that poor decisions are made and do better next time. Yep. it's it's super competitive.
0: Yeah. And I have a question for you. So Hold what up. is your preferred method of email capture? So there's a million ways we can capture emails. There's a million ways that we can build our audience. But if someone visits your website, what is your preferred way to capture it? Is it like a a lead magnet? Is it a newsletter? Is it there's literally a million ideas?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it really depends on your, but I do, I will, I'll also talk about the Dream 100 concept, which is about building your list of figuring out your audiences of who to tap into. But I'll get to that in a sec. To get your, to get your email, to build your email list, it really depends on the type of business that you have, right? It's different if you're e-commerce, it's different if you are uh, doing online coaching, if you're different if you're doing digital products, it's different if you're doing digital service. What I like to do typically is give them something like a freebie. It's a bribe. It's an ethical bribe, right? What are you bribing them with? And it better be good. The bribe has to be good enough for them to give them your email. Oh, it's my email. That's nothing, Right. And it has to be of great value. Newsletters typically are not good value, depending on your type of business. Now, there are. I subscribe to a ton of amazing business newsletters, right? That is their entire business model is that they have a huge newsletter, a ton of value, and they get paid through sponsorships and all of that stuff. That's their entire business. If that is not your business, if you don't have a newsletter business, newsletters is not a good bribe. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. This is another thing that I think more people need to hear. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you, why you started your business. Nobody cares about, oh, how great of a service you may be, but they don't really care about you. They care about what you can do for them. Your customers have a problem that they need to solve. Can you solve it? And do they believe that you can solve it? That's it. So let's say if you are, if you have, so let's say, so that's why the bribe has to be something worthwhile and valuable to this customer right now, this minute. And so, Let's say if you are doing e commerce, first purchase, 15% off, 20% off, whatever it is, you can, that's an immediate like value, right? So if they're interested in your stuff, they're going to enter that email and they're going to buy, if they're going to buy anyway, might as well just here's the 25, 20% off, whatever. Now, if you're selling anything else, it could be a book, it could be a, it could be a checklist, it could be something that is speaking directly to your audience, your dream audience. Now, my dream audience is somebody who already knows what a funnel is. They already know who a funnel, what a funnel is. So I could offer bribe, hey, here's a funnel template, right? Here is a funnel checklist, right? Before you launch your next funnel, before you create your next offer. It could be someone that already understands an avatar, right? Oh, here's a high ticket avatar worksheet for you, right? Now, if you don't know what that is, then this person would not want to buy it. Your bribe has to be something that is speaking directly to the avatar that you're targeting. And also it has to have enough value because remember, this is a bribe. I'm bribing you for your email for me to market to you in the future. And yeah, you can do that with any kind of email marketing software now, right? As long as you, there's tons out there.
0: That's awesome. That was my, that's what I like to do. That's my preferred method of um, bribery or, or data collection, if you will. Uh, but I just wondered to see if um, you had any other method that you preferred. So that's great.
1: Yeah, just an ethical bribe. That's, yep. that's all it is. Awesome. The... So- yeah, sorry, go on.
0: Nope, I was going to ask you about the Dream 100.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the Dream 100. The Dream 100 is a concept popularized by, Lord forgive me, I can't, I love giving credit because I, I'm the inventor of nothing. None of this is, is came up on me. I just don't remember the guy's name. I, like everything that I've learned, like I, I have a hard time coming up where it's from. But if you look it up, you'll figure it out where it's from. I just, I didn't invent it. So the Dream 100, the idea is you're making a list of the Dream 100 The groups, people, keywords, wherever it is, wherever your dream audience is looking at right now. So if you are, let's say, if you are a, let's say, a local, a local business, let's say if you're a local business, let's say if you're a plumber, whatever, what is your dream 100 other local businesses that you can talk to? Your dream 100, pardon me, your dream 100 keywords that you can be a part of. Your dream 100 local blogs that you can be a part of what is your dream 100 facebook groups that you can be a part of right just make a list of the dream 100 places that your ideal customers are hanging out at right now and now your job is to get in there either work your way in by offering ton of value or buying your way in right so if you're if your audience is more locally targeted you, there are uh, like if you're doing B2B, like there's tons of local, like local blogs, right? Local, like local news things, right? Local news stories, journalists, right? Like you could do press releases, right? And do collaboration with, with maybe a, like a lifestyle columnist or your local news blogger site, whatever. They're all, they're all blogs now, newspapers who's doing that. Yeah. Cause you can either work your way in or you can buy your way in. Buy your way in is faster, but doesn't, but you don't need to have money to start getting your way in.
0: And sometimes even ads get overlooked. Like I know on Google, like I don't even really look at the ads. I just look at the organic and it could be, I don't know if it's just me because that's what I do, but I always just overlook the ads and I just go to the organic, right? Yeah,
1: it definitely, like I do Google ads as well. And so it, it's a thing for me too, where it depends on what I'm looking for. Like I I can always tell when people are running Google ads on on like broad keywords or like phrase, yeah, or just just messy phrase and it's, like, oh, this is what I'm looking for, but like your ad copy is not nearly as relevant. So yeah, okay. I might click on it just to see, but for me, I think it's in a perfect world, you're doing both. So let's say if you or your main area of focus is on Google, right? You're doing SEO and you're doing ads. Right. Your main, if your main source is, let's say, if you're working your way and building your organic audience and building your organic group, plus you're running ads. Mm-hmm. So in a perfect world, you're doing both.
0: Okay. Or maybe even more than, like you said, once you get up to a certain level, you can do many different methods of traffic.
1: But Yeah, I would do both paid and free on one platform until once you're past like six figures, then look at a second platform. As you scale your first platform, because once because money is just speed, right? Like once you start running ads and once your offer is proven and it's just going to be so fast.
0: That's very true. It is. And that's one thing that I think a lot of at least my clients struggle with is it's I pay you to do this. But at the same time, I need clients right now. And it's like SEO is a little slower. Google Business is a little faster. Google Ads is more instant, but they cost a lot. So it's like always just explaining those methods to them and how we can work all three of them to get like a path to all of the traffic that they want.
1: This, yeah, Google is pricey. <laughs>
0: yeah, Google's especially not depending too. on the industry, like attorneys and roofers yeah. and yeah. You're talking yeah. like $40 per click. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: Car. Yeah. Attorneys, yeah. they're the ones that are targeting class action lawsuits that they're that they're willing to spend like hundreds of dollars for one click for a very specific class action thing that they're dealing with. Like yeah. some of it is like asbestos or some kind of stuff, but they're like super expensive.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. So, again, it's all about what you can do right now, uh, what you have, what your capabilities are, where you're at in your business and how you can build from there.
1: Yeah. If if you're starting it, like usually it's, I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's, you're just trading. Like when you're starting out, you have less money, right? With less money, you have, you better have more time. If you don't have time or money, get a job, right? We all have the same amount of time, 24 hours a day. As you make more money, you're using money to speed up your process, right? Like people like Russell Brunson, like Elon Musk, all of this stuff, they're not, they're spending money to do things that, Typically, if they didn't spend the money, it would cost them a lot more time to do. So they're basically hiring out other people to do more things. But if you have the time, go the slow way, work your way in, right? Send out emails, right? There's tons of training out there on organic outreach, right? Strategies, cold email strategies, right? And be like, hey, not really selling them anything, right? Reach out to a blog post to ask if you can do a guest blog, especially if they're local and they need, they want more content. Like, oh yeah, sure. If they're getting even a couple hundred hits, a couple hundred hits a month, and you're giving them just more free content for them to use. And yeah, it's, it's a win for everybody. Yeah, And of course, in your article, you're going to link back into, oh, this is my business. This is my offer.
0: Yeah. And that's a really important part of as far as that particular person, their content creation. Sometimes it's hard to continuously come up with content, especially for a local blog or something like that. It's okay. What am I going to talk about now? So they may be over, overjoyed at the fact that you reach out to them. So don't be afraid to take that chance.
1: Yeah. And it's, that's really it. You either, when you're starting out, you're either, people either come to you or there's only two ways to get clients, to make sales, whatever it is. Doesn't matter what you're saying is selling. You're either going to them or they're coming to you. Going to them means going to them means organic outreach, DMs, cold emails, knocking on doors, right? For them to come to you is basically ads, SEO, and or like really solid audience building. And for you to, if you have your own list, like if you have a list of 100,000 people and be like, hey, I'm doing a promo right now for this week, come see me for 20% off. All right, they're all coming to you. But if you're not at that level yet, knock on some doors. They have your audiences. Now remember. It's such a waste of time selling one-to-one. In the online internet space, if you're selling, knocking on doors, trying to sell your product or service to that person, it is a waste of time unless it is a high-ticket product or service. If you're not selling something for 3K, stop it. If you're selling like a jam, right? You're not knocking on doors to sell your jam. If you're selling a jam, you're knocking on doors at grocery stores to see if they're willing to carry this through inventory for their audience.
0: Makes so much sense. And it's a great analogy. Yes.
1: Yeah, stop trying to sell your shit. Oh, I have a, I have a gadget here. Yeah. Do you want to buy this gadget? No, fuck you. Go to the grocery store next door and be like, Hey, are you willing to carry my fidget spinner at your front desk?
0: Yeah. Better. The, that reminds me of the purses. What is that? 31 or something. The purse. I don't know. I never bought one, but one of those purse, like multi-level marketing things. Okay. So. You have the like the purse lady, and she's just selling it to her friends, like one by one. But then she gets the idea to host a purse bingo, and that's where it all happens. Okay. <laughs> it's like a bingo.
1: See, but uh, yeah, multi like multi level marketing. If you have a good product, the problem is that if, if you think about what we just talked about and apply, like how can you apply it to multi level marketing? You can. That's the thing is that multi-level marketing, they just target people. They sell this dream, this pitch to people who don't know anything about business or marketing. They just sell it to their friends, which is stupid. And that's why it fails. Right. But if you understand this concept, oh, purses, can I carry this purse? Can I start, can I talk to like my local, my local like clothing boutique, right? Their small mom and pop clothing boutique. Oh, can I I wonder if I can give them a percentage of commissions or whatever?
0: Yep, exactly. It's just about expanding your horizons yeah
1: and don't be a dumb because most most local businesses fail and the ones who do my opinion deserve it because it's yeah it's like we all we all have access to the same information
0: and that's one of my pet peeves about local businesses it's just that they don't use google business profile and it is so powerful and if they just used it then they would have 10 times the amount of business that they have so it's really sad
1: the i'm one of the, the things that I learned from my first mentor who 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 has ton of different golden nuggets and this is one of the nuggets was you're not here to find losers to try to turn them into winners. And oh. I struggle that hard because I want to help people succeed. Yes. But and yes, yeah, so you're not here to find losers and turn them into winners. You're here to find winners and help them win more. Right. And and that's and that's true for dating as well. I tell this to like all my female friends who would like really shitty broken up with their abusive, you know, exes. I'm just like, why stop trying to like date losers?
0: <laughs> yeah. You got to date a winner and make them win more. Right? Yeah, And help them win more. That's <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the goal. I love it. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of uh, winners, I heard that you have just written a book.
1: Yes. Yes. I have just launched uh, my first book. It's called Online Coaching Mastery, The No BS Guide to Transitioning from Hourly Rates and Building a Profitable Online Empire. And yeah, it just came out. You can find it on Amazon. But if you follow the link that Amanda's going to put in her show notes, you will get a free digital copy, get a free digital edition of uh, of my book, which really answers. It's really, I, I wrote this book mainly for coaches who are, again, finding winners and help them win more coaches that are that already have a super busy coaching business, but it's more offline and they haven't built a scalable online profitable model yet. And they're not really tech savvy. And I just really simplify everything for that coach because it's it can be really daunting if you're not tech savvy. And oh, my God, what is all this other stuff that I have to learn now? I just want to like coach people, make an impact, make them lose weight, quit smoking midlife crisis, careers, and all that kind of mumbo-jumbo. There's an easy way.
0: That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to get this book, even though I'm not a coach. But I love that concept of an easy way. So basically, your book is The Easy Button for Coaches. Is that right?
1: For, if, easy Button for the non-techie coach who okay, is, awesome. who is, who's struggling to get on the internet.
0: Awesome. So if that's you, go and download the book right now. Thank you so much, Tim for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. We totally appreciate it. And we're all going to go download your book right now.
1: Sweet. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Awesome. All right. Thank you so much.